Good morning, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's message of hope on KBUR News Radio, 99.3 FM and 14.90 AM from First Christian Church of Burlington, Iowa. Let us pray. O loving, gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for your peace and love that meets us here this morning. Set your blessing upon us, O God, and fill us with your Holy Spirit, for we have come to worship you. We have come to be in your presence, because we know that nothing that we can do separates us from your love. And so meet us here today, O God, and fill us with your good things. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. We invite the young kids of our church to come on down forward and meet Pastor Justin at our front steps today. All right. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? All right, much more enthusiastic than first service. You guys got a little more sleep than the first service kids, I think. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys and congratulate you guys on how much money you guys raised last week for Week of Compassion. You guys remember you guys had your banks here with you last week? Well, we counted all that change and all those dollar bills, and we found out that you guys between first and second service raised $300 for Week of Compassion. So great job. And to celebrate and to reward you, someone in our church came up to me and said that he wanted to give you guys a reward. So if you guys come and see me after church up at the Welcome Center, he's going to buy everyone a candy bar, okay? So that, that goes for the kids that are sitting out there in the sanctuary as well, okay? So hopefully I have enough, so get there early, okay? All right. Well, when I was a kid, when I was your age, uh, some of the best memories I have was fishing with my grandpa. Hundreds and hundreds of times, I remember mornings and afternoons going out to farm ponds and fishing with my grandpa. And even when I was in high school, I was blessed to go to Canada fishing with him and all his other fishing buddies. Some of my fondest memories as a kid has been fishing with my grandpa. And I loved doing it. And I don't get to do it as much as, as I did as a kid now. Maybe once or twice a year, if I'm lucky, I get to go fishing. But fishermen like to use all different kinds of bait and, and techniques to catch fish. Some fishermen like to use real bait like worms or crickets or minnows. And then there's other fishermen that like to use artificial bait like this. You see this? Isn't, that, isn't it cute? Didn't that look delicious? No, no. Well, this is this is a lure, and there are literally millions and millions of different types of lures because different lures catch different types of fish, and some lures are bigger than this, some are smaller, some are different colors, but they all have the job of trying to tempt a fish to eat it. So bigger fish like to eat on on, on smaller fish. So so this lure, uh, so when a when a bigger fish sees this lure. He's thinking he's going to get a nice, easy meal. But if you guys look at this lure, what's hanging from the bottom? Hooks, right? There's hooks hanging on the bottom. So when that fish thinks he's going to get an easy meal, instead, he might end up being a meal for a hungry fisherman, right? Yeah, he could. So the lure, this lure's job is to tempt fish to bite it. And just like temptation can be, temptation can get us into a lot of trouble, right? So when a fish is tempted to eat this, he could be in a lot, a lot of trouble. And, and life can be like that too, right? We get tempted all the time. Have you guys have been tempted to do something that you know you shouldn't do? 
All of us, right? How many of you guys still did it anyway? Yeah, everyone better keep their hands. Once in a while, sometimes we can resist some temptation, right? But sometimes we give into it, and it can get us into a lot of trouble. Now, Jesus, he was no stranger to temptation. He was tempted by the devil. Now, Jesus had just been baptized, and he went out into the wilderness for 40 days. And you know what he couldn't do for 40 days? He couldn't eat. How many of you could go 40 days without eating? Yeah, probably, right? 40 days is a long time. I mean, I have a hard time sometimes going 40 minutes without having a snack, you know? I can't imagine going 40 days without eating. But Jesus did it. And so the devil took the opportunity to try to tempt Jesus. And so with our story, I need I need you guys to participate a little bit. So I'm going to pass these out. Sammy, you said you'd do it again. Cole, I'm going to make you read one. And I need someone else. Who else can read good? There you go. Okay, when I when I tell you it's your turn, I'll give you in the microphone. You can read your scripture, okay? So Jesus is out in the wilderness, and he's hungry. And so the devil goes up to him and, and tries to tempt him. The Spirit, Holy Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness, and and he, the devil knew that Jesus was hungry. So he said, you see this rock, Jesus? Turn this rock into some bread so that you can eat it and not be hungry. And, and Jesus said this to the devil. Here you go. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. All right, man cannot live on bread alone. So Jesus was listening to the Holy Spirit. He knew he wasn't supposed to eat, and the devil was trying to tempt him to eat. And he said, no way. So the devil decided, you know what, I'm going to have to go out this a different way. So he takes Jesus to this really tall place. Maybe it's on top of a mountain. And he said, show Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said, you know what, Jesus, I'm in charge of all these kingdoms. But if you worship and bow down to me, I will give you all of these kingdoms. And and Jesus said this to him. You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's right. Jesus was telling the devil, you know what, you can offer me all the treasures of this world, but I will never worship you. I will only worship my father, God up in heaven. And so the devil decided, you know what, I'm going to try one more time. He took Jesus over to Jerusalem and had him stand on top of the temple. And he said, Jesus, jump off right here. And it is written that angels will come and will catch you before your foot will hit the ground and will save you. And then Jesus said this to him. He decided he didn't want to do it. Someone want to read it real quick? Kinnick, you want to come up here and read it real quick? All right, I'll read this one. Number three, it says, you must not test the Lord your God. So three times the devil tried to tempt Jesus into doing something he knew he shouldn't do. And all three times Jesus resisted because he quoted scripture. Scripture from God's word, the Bible. And the Bible says that we too are always going to be tempted at times during our lives. But God promises always a way out of those temptations. And one of those ways is like Jesus did, learning scripture that can help us resist temptation, memorizing Bible verses as well. And another great way also is to go to God in prayer and ask God to help you and protect you when you are tempted. So can we go to God in prayer right now and pray? All right, let's pray. Father, we know that we will all be tempted from time to time. There will be things that will look very appealing to us. But we ask for your help in resisting 
in those temptations. In your name we pray and all God's kids shout it out. All right. Our scripture reading today comes from the gospel according to Luke in the fourth chapter, the first 13 verses. We invite the spirit of God to be upon us as we hear God's word read in the midst of worship this morning. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. And the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. The devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for it. I'm very excited because we are starting here today a brand new sermon series called God on the Move. We find ourselves now here in this church season called Lent. We had our own little mini version of Mardi Gras celebration back on Tuesday with pancakes and with dancing here in our fellowship hall on Tuesday night. On Wednesday, we, we, we came here to worship and we heard the call to repent and believe in the gospel and we are marked with an ashy sign of the cross. You may have even noticed that whenever you came to church today, the banners and the pyramids that we find up here in the front have changed from the usual green that they are all summer long. They're now purple to mark the new season. All because we are on the move with Jesus today on this 40-day journey toward Easter Sunday morning. 40 days, not counting Sundays, so 46 days to be exact. So if you gave up coffee for 40 days, it's actually 46. So I'll be praying for you for the next 46 days as you're giving up coffee. But this time is here set aside for us to pray and reflect and to turn our lives back over to God and, and, and to find those places in our lives, those places in our hearts that, that, that may be a little bit out of tune for the song that God is singing. And so we know that in this season of Lent, some people give things up. Some people give up coffee and they give up sweets. Some of our friends actually in Bible study back on Wednesday proclaimed that this Lent, they were giving up winter. No more winter for them. They're moving on to spring and, and summer. They're going to move right past it. Whatever it is, some people give, some, they give things up to remember what, what, what Christ went through and remember his obedience and his sacrifice and we try to find that in our life. Some people in Lent try to take things on. They pledge to read the Bible more. Maybe you read a devotional. Maybe prayer and fast a little bit more. Maybe you're going to try to come to worship not just on Sunday, but also on Tuesday nights through Lent. 
Some people try to serve more if it's at the church or if it's a school, someplace. Some people just try to live a more faithful life over the next 40 days and 40 nights. Whatever it is for you, however we mark this season, Lent always begins in the cold and long dead of winter. When we're longing for warm, sunny, beautiful days stuck in the cold and ice of Iowa winter, but we know that six weeks from today, it will be Easter. And we'll pray for a warm and glorious sunny day with, with all kinds of new life blooming around us. So in the same way, when we come into the season, we long for the warm embrace of the love of God in Christ. We look forward to the sun to shine more brightly in our life and the Holy Spirit to fill us with his presence and a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so over the next six weeks, we're going to be about this together, following Jesus on the road together, making our way toward Jerusalem every single day, following Jesus all the way into Holy Week from Palm Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, until the tomb is open on Easter. That's our GPS. That's our road map. That is where we're going on the road together. And so we begin today with the story of the temptation. Now we know that there are times in our life where it feels like God is as close as can be. If you get our church newsletter, or maybe you saw it online, then maybe you noticed that, that we had in, in, in there this week, we had the big, massive list of all the church camps that we send our kids to up at the Christian Conference Center up in Newton. And there are tons of camps. And so looking at this big, long list, I was kind of marveling about how many people it takes to volunteer to actually run these camps, and, and because how many kids are going to show up and have their life changed. And so looking at this list, I was thinking back to a time when I was a camp counselor way back at, at, at this camp full of junior campers, third, fourth, and fifth graders at the Rickman Center in Jefferson City, Missouri. I was serving there when I was a college student, and so we had like 75 third, fourth, and fifth graders, and it was a great time. We played games, we sang songs, we went swimming, we... we, we Learned and we studied in all kinds of small groups and it was great. And every night we kind of made our way from the dining hall down this long narrow path through this kind of grove of like old pine trees to an outdoor worship space. And there we sang and we had worship. And whenever it was getting dark we would kind of take a different path past like the worship space out to this little fire pit. And we would sit on these old and dusty kind of wooden benches and we would sing more silly songs. Every once in a while we would have s'mores and we would be there and we'd do our best to make the kids get so tired that when they got back to their cabin they would go right to sleep. And never be worried about their family or anything like that, but they would go right to sleep. And so I remember this one time when we were all sitting around the campfire, staring at it, watching it burning in front of us singing whatever song we were on this clear Missouri night. And in between one of the songs, one of the leaders started to pray. And it was as quiet as can be, which is a downright miracle for like 75, 3rd, 4th, and 5th graders to have them all quiet at the same time. All you could hear was, was the popping of the fire 
and the sounds of the birds and everything around us and the crickets in the trees. And so while one of the leaders was praying in the quiet, there at that space, one of the logs on the campfire shifted and the whole thing fell in on each other and with the sparks went everywhere. And I'm telling you, it was like Pentecost Sunday. There were sparks and there was fire all over the place. I'm thinking, somebody better call 911. We got a big old fire right here because we're in the middle of woods and the fire was now raging. And all of a sudden, here on this holy ground with this fire blazing in front of us, it felt like God had never been closer. It's almost like that story from Exodus 3 where, 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 where Moses was there at the burning bush and it was so holy that he took off his shoes. I want to take off my shoes. It was a holy, holy space. Now, I've been to science class. I didn't get A's, but, but I've been to science class. And so I know the physics about how fires burn and, and, and how every once in a while they're going to kind of fall and they're going to spark and all kind of good stuff. But for me... And for those campers who were there, God had never been closer. We're praying and we're singing in this place set aside for worship. And it was a holy ground. And it was almost like God was saying, here I am in your midst. I remember it today like it was yesterday. There are times in our life where we can feel and sense the presence of God, and God has never been closer. If it's in worship, if it's at a concert, if it's alone praying, if it's with a whole group of people out just having simply having them dinner together, there are times when it feels like God is so near. But then there are other days where it feels like God is downright distant, like God has moved on and God isn't listening anymore. There are times when we feel like Job in the Bible and we wonder, where are you, Lord? We wonder whenever we lose our job or relationships fail or loved ones get sick and bad things happen. We even pray the prayer, God, if you are so good, then why does this happen to me? And we fill in this with whatever is happening today. That our prayers don't get answered. It feels like sometimes that God has stopped moving. But we're not alone. See, it's like that for Jesus in the scriptures today. This is where we are here today on this first Sunday in the season of Lent. You see, you heard the story. You heard me read it. Justin talked about it there with the kids. Jesus finds himself being baptized, and as soon as he is baptized, the Spirit leads him out, and he finds himself in the wilderness. And there the scriptures say, the devil, the evil one, comes and tempts him on three separate occasions. Turn the stone to bread. Throw yourself down from the top of this high pinnacle. Bow down and worship me, is what the evil one says. Jesus was tempted and went through trials just like us. But the story says every time Jesus faced temptation, he withstood the trial and he responded back to the devil. And I don't know if you noticed, maybe you did, but I want you to see it for yourself. Open up the Bible that you have in front of you. There's like a little pew Bible that says like Holy Bible, that like they're in front of the pews. 
Open it up. I'm, not, I'm talking to you all. Open it up or like get your phone out and like Google Luke 4, 1 to 13. I want you to see this there for yourself. It's actually page 61 of the New Testament in the back half of your Bible. I want you to see this here for yourself. Page 61 of the New Testament, Luke 4, 1 to 13. You can Google it on your Google machine, on your smartphone, whatever. Or you can take a look. So I want you to check this out. Every time Jesus is tempted, he responds back to the devil by quoting scripture. Every time there's like a little note where Jesus speaks in verse 8, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. In verse 12, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Even way back in like verse 4, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Every time Jesus speaks, he is quoting scripture. Because it's there in his life to draw upon, to fall back on when times are tough. It is there for him to lean into the word of God that when he's tempted and goes through trials, Jesus quotes scripture so that he can withstand. You can close your Bible now. You see, for me, it's like this. I can remember some of the very best meals I've ever had in my entire life. This past week, I was thinking about this time when my wife Liz and I were in Chicago on our honeymoon, and like for, for like our best meal that, that, that we were going to have, we went to this place called Morton's Steakhouse, and it was fantastic. And we were there, and we looked at the prices, and we thought, we can't afford a lick. But we were there anyway, and we had reservations, and so we put in the credit card, and, and it was all good, but, but we had like the biggest steak we've ever had in our entire life, and this dessert, and we had this like asparagus that was like this long, and like mashed potatoes, and it was, it was amazing. And, and, and if we were to go back to Morton's in Chicago today, I could probably find that exact booth from where we were. I love food, and so I can remember places that I've been to in all kinds of cities all over the country because some of them stick out as being so amazing. But maybe you're like me in that I don't remember every single meal I've ever had. I mean, I barely remember breakfast from today and, and dinner last night and, and like lunch yesterday. I mean, I can't remember what I had to eat two weeks ago on Wednesday. That's long gone. But what I remember is that I had something and I didn't go to bed hungry. In fact, I was more than full. I was, I was, I was content. I had more than enough. Some days I remember them, but some days I don't. For me, it's like that when we come to worship. There are days when you come and it's like the Spirit of God is speaking to you here and now. It's like the voice of God is calling down from on high. And you remember exactly what the sermon was, what the scripture was, who you spoke to, what songs we sang, and where you sat in the pews. Because it's the same place you're sitting today. But you remember exactly the same place where you sat on that high, holy day. But then there are other days when you come to worship and nothing speaks to you. You can't remember what the sermon was like by 12.30 at the end of Sunday. That you come and you go and it's great and you're happy to be here, but, but it doesn't touch your soul like it does other days. 
But you remember that you had been to church. Sunday morning came and you got dressed and told your family, we're going to worship today and you came. Even if it wasn't the most amazing thing in your entire life, you were filled. You didn't go to bed hungry because you had been here. You see, on those days when Jesus was tempted and he was tried and there was evil all around him, when he needed God the most, he leaned in to the scriptures that he had learned from his youth. And I'm willing to bet not every sermon was the most amazing one, not every worship was the most powerful, but being in the presence of God was enough to fill his soul so that when he needed God the most, it would be right there. He could quote scripture off the top of his head. The songs of his faith were going around in his mind. When he needed God, the presence was there. See, it's like that for us. Some days are the most amazing day you've ever had in your entire life. And some days in worship, your spirit feels kind of dry. But you're here. Week after week and month after month. And if you can't remember, you're still here. And you look back and you think, I was filled by the presence of God. And it was enough to sustain me and keep me going. And for that, we give thanks. Let's pray. Oh, loving God, we pray that your spirit may fill us and bless us here at the beginning of this church season. As we begin this journey following you along the way, we know we follow you sometimes into the wilderness and desert of our lives where it's hard to discern your presence and know that you are there. We are tempted, O oh God, not just with big, massive things, but sometimes the small things in life are temptation as well. To say a quick word, to lash out in anger, to think an evil thought. We know, O oh God, that even then we are tempted and put through trials. And so we pray that your spirit may fill us and bless us so that we can know that you are near, that we can have the strength to withstand every trial that comes our way. For we offer our lives to you in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message of hope from First Christian Church Disciples of Christ here in Burlington, Iowa. We are located at 1221 Park Avenue on the south side of town in between the airport and Dankwart Park. If you're looking for a church home or looking to find a relationship with Jesus Christ for the first time, we hope that you will join us for worship this Sunday morning. We have two services every week. Our traditional service is at 8.45 a.m. and features old-time favorite hymns and a wonderful anthem by our chancel choir. Our contemporary service is at 10.45 and features our amazing band and music that you hear from today's Christian radio. Both services offer a hope-filled and challenging message for today, activities for youth and children of all ages, 
and open communion for all who believe in Christ. There is no better way than to begin your week with worship, so I hope you will join us. You can find out more information by going to our website at www.burlingtondoc.org, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Burlington DOC. We hope you have a great week and share the love of God with someone today.